Hi, I'm Lucy. What's up, E? I'm Ty, you know. Welcome to the Blunt Force. So today I have some special guests with me. Um, these are my homies. Yeah. They've came all the way uptown to come do this uh, podcast with me today because they heard that I had a cannabis podcast and they wanted to be a part of it. So I was like, why not? Y'all just come through and we'll see what we can get done. So um, I guess we can really just first circle back to how we met. It was real funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So these guys, I had got a new phone and I was really excited or whatever. Um, and I started getting all these random ass text messages. <laughs> and apparently they had a group. And their old homie's well, number I, was my new number. So I was still linked in. And for a minute, I kind of just like sat back and was like replying. <laughs> and these niggas didn't even know. They're like, who the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, how the fuck she get in? <laughs> and how much yeah. do she know? Because <laughs> we was going slow. <laughs> no bullshit. We was going in that <laughs> Anything in like group. girls, girls group chats are very informative, but guys group chats is like messy as hell. So like, <laughs> for me to have been a part of that group for so long, and then when I found out where they were from, at the time I was working at Turner Elementary over in Southeast, and as oh, an uptown boy, girl, around the corner, that shit was crazy. As an uptown girl, I had no <laughs> knowledge of Southeast besides MLK and Berry Farm. So working over on Turner Elementary, and I was living in Capitol Heights, I found out that basically they was up the street, like, from where I was working. So I linked up with them one day and smoked with their whole crew. It was a session. It was a big-ass sesh. Yeah. And they was, like, playing a game, like, watching, like, Rick and Morty and shit. It was, like, <laughs> it was real cool. Yes, it was. Man. So yeah, man. That was, like, two, three years ago. Yeah. And then I haven't seen them for a while because I... Dead in my whole Southeast life once I stopped working at Turner and <laughs> and that was wild because I ended up getting into a fight with a parent over there like I think that niggas thought I was wilding and they thought I was lying when I was saying like but nah it was like I really got the reckon with a parent over something that I said because something they said about a child at the program and I feel like as teachers we spend a lot of time with students yeah, yeah. And second I put a yeah, we like the second parent. So to see your first parent basically going in on you on something that I know you worked really hard for and you trying to present it to, you know, your family for them to be proud of. Yeah. I felt some type of way and I was ready to wreck with Shorty like oh That's no. How you was wrecking it in the child's defense. In the child yeah, because mm. I was wrecking in the child's defense. Like she said something like boom about what they was doing. And then I was like, Well, you know, I, th- I think it was like she was in a wheelchair, and I was like, "If you had, if you had legs, you would want to dance too." Or some shit. Or some sh- I said some 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 flick shit to her, but it was like, "Bro, don't be coming at them like, bitch, who the fuck is you?" And so then she was like, try to play the little handicap role, and was like, "This lady, like she da 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 da." So then her then her folks who was with her was like, "Oh no, nah, I know you ain't say that to her," and I was like, "Hold up." Don't step to me like that. Like, yeah, I did say what I said, but I had a good reason for what I said. And so then, you know, I basically saw how it was elevating. I knew that based on the investigation, I probably was going to lose my job anyway. So I basically took my walkie-talkie off and went up to my, uh, you know, supervisor and let him know that I'm going to go ahead and resign at this moment and let you guys know I appreciate the opportunity y'all gave me to work here. 
and I left and went across the street to the bus stop on um right in front of the Safeway and told the lady that she could meet me there and Subway. you know we got the fight in the front of the subway um at the bus stop. Yeah. So <laughs> and then I left there and went to their house and smoked and they thought I was like they were I like, thought you was lying. I'm yeah, like, yeah, I know y'all thought I was lying. She came with that Jones. She was mad, like, baby, where's the weed? I need to get high. <laughs> <laughs> like, she serious, bro? Like, damn. <laughs> so, you called us up there. No, I ain't want no scene. I don't know how to handle my shit. Because, you know, yeah. if, I, if I call y'all, they call niggas and they get the okay, next spring and all that shit. It ain't got to be there. We can just handle this right now niggas so I can get the fuck. No like, niggas, niggas don't, don't fight, fight no more. They call people and get people shot. So that's why I stopped hanging around Southeast because I knew that, you know, my time was going to come. Shit, man. <laughs> My DC, town DC been wild. Like, hey, but it's not even Southeast, though. It's yeah. uptown, too. Uptown, uptown, yeah, uptown has been wilding out. The whole DC really has been, like, on some real Call of Duty gang gang murder shit. Like, and yeah, I'm like, if like y'all really feel that way, y'all need to go enlist in the yeah. army. Everybody keeps saying that. I don't know. Like, that's everybody. Like, go enlist in the military. But that's true, though. I mean, like, everybody want to tote guns, but. They don't want that real war. They want like why why kill you why kill people? Kill niggas them. niggas fighting for some over here though. But what is that? But it's what for? but what but that's the thing though, you like we're in the streets yelling Black Lives Matter and yes, you know that they say that crime happens amongst races that are amongst each other anyway. So white or white crime, yeah. you know, or Spanish on Spanish crime. Yeah. However, it's like we know the image that they have of us in this country. So why don't we do more to try to like make the conversation go further, meaning like we have to take we have to police our own community, yeah. meaning like I, it used to be a time where you get in trouble at school and your teacher would whoop you, and then before you get home, like if there was an older person in the neighborhood that knew what you did, they would whoop you, yeah. and then you get sent home, and then it was like a community yeah. accountability. There's no community accountability no more because people are so busy minding their own business. It's like. Let me stay to myself and mind my own business. But what is that getting you? <clears throat> I want to say it's not, it's not no community accountability. It's just that where what is what they're holding you accountable for is totally different. It's like in the hood, niggas out here not <clears throat> not holding you accountable for going to school or or doing this or doing that. They hold you accountable for making your name. You know what I'm saying? Well, Getting some money, feeding your people. But well, hold on. But back in the day. Back in the day? But hold on. I was just saying, like, back in the day when, like, OGs was out. Like, I had stories. Like, my parents told me, uncles, aunties, it really don't matter. But, you know, they told me, like, the OGs, like, on ass. Like, why you ain't in school? Like, go to school. Why you got that gun? Like, you ain't about that life. Take it. Probably smack them upside the head. Like, it was structured back then. Yeah, ain't no niggas like that like, no more, bro. It's kid. It's not even the grown people really doing the killing. It's us. Yeah, Why ain't you gonna say us? It's the new generation. Yeah, generation. What they call them? Gen- generation Z. I mean, I and like know. you're saying, there there was no accountability from the older guys in the neighborhood. It's like. Like you said, they they rather like how you getting money. Oh yeah, you getting fly, little nigga. I see you. Da 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 da. As opposed to like, you know, they used to they and they do still go like they blue bill like. You know, H.G. Woodson, they still do have people who come back and they support, like, the sports and stuff. If you're playing basketball, if you're playing football. But they're also, like, they're not encouraging the guys who don't play those things to make sure they stay. Yeah, you feel me? That's not the only, you know, thing. Like, why you not in there trying to learn a foreign language? Why you not out there trying to learn coding? So, you know, 
there are some guys in DC who have stepped who have stepped up and taken accountability. Like there are guardian angel type of groups. There are guys. I know the mayor just um, gave funding to a group of guys who were convicted convicts or you know felon or um, ex convicts who basically live in DC who want to change the neighborhood or change the, you know the narrative of what's going on. So. Yeah. It's just, it's like, is they really around. listen though? Can you like really install it? Because I'm just saying like it's not. It's we not influenced even... by so much. Like yeah, yeah, our yeah. generation influenced by so much. Like I hate to put but it out there like a big you, young boy in them. But you see, but that's what I'm saying. You also see that there are rappers who are changing the narrative of what they are saying. Like somebody like Lil Baby. Like I feel like he came out one way and he was influencing the rap culture and the gang culture and all of that and drug culture too. Yeah. But then you know, especially. Over this year, he realized that his voice matters so much more, so he's going to use it to say the right thing. Yeah. So he's kind of changed his narrative. And G Herbo, G Herbo was another person who came out and was like, you know, I had a, a problem with addiction. I had a problem with, you know, and all these things, but it took a woman in his life to tell him he needed to take a step back yeah. from those people who were surrounding him to think that that's okay, yeah. you know. So, I mean, it's really big on mentality and we have to have a stronger mental that's why i was like yeah, you know niggas got niggas not strong enough a lot of people be mo- losing their mind in the streets but that's like, another thing in the black community like mental health awareness and 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 getting treatment yeah. is stigmatized but at the same time black men especially like a friend of mine mariah um from she got we graduated from howard together mariah did a piece with complex basically talking about african-american men and their mental stability and what they go through and the ptsd that they deal with and how they're seeing it in media and how they're seeing it every day and it's like think about when you get to the age of 14 what you've seen yeah. i mean you guys can speak on it more than i can as black men right yeah, i've seen a lot yeah i'm about to say you talking about at 14 right at 14 like, i seen a lot before 14. 14. Yeah. that's what i'm saying by the time you're 14 I've been through a lot of shit at 14. Shit, 13 going into 14. I was just going to have a shit. I ain't even going to hold it. So I understand what you're saying. But when y'all say mental health, like, and people, like, some some people do, like, cry for help, and then people just be like, man, he over exaggerating. He all right. Yeah, that's what what I said. The accountability. People, like, accountability and, and niggas, like, saying, bro, it's okay. To go through some shit, actually talk to you. Yeah. Niggas don't do that no more. If a nigga try to do that, then he's gay. Or he, come on, bro, you soft. Yeah. Let's go catch a body. Shit. Mm. Like, nigga. So it, then it becomes a, a question of your masculinity. Yeah. Yeah, your masculinity. So, like, that's why, like, I'm not gonna hold you. Like, me personally, like, I won't even, I won't even say nothing about it no more. Like, I'll just shut up. But then that's oppressing it, like by by not saying anything or by like just shutting up, like you're not allowing yourself the outlet to deal with what it is that you're intaking, and then you continue to intake, intake, intake. It's like a you gotta think about like a bottle. Anything you pour into, it's only so much that can take before you know it explodes. Yeah, Yeah, that's why you mean. That's why I be telling a lot of people. You gotta have at least one person that that you know that's gonna keep it real with you no matter what, and like anything you got you gotta be able to tell that person anything and they won't judge you, they won't look down on you, none of that shit. 
Cause that shit real. You you ain't got nobody to talk to. You gonna lose your mind. Mm-hmm. For real. Well, yeah. So that's one of the topics that we wanted to talk about. Um, so while we're here, we're getting lifted. We're gonna give you guys a lifted perspective of this week's news. Um, we're gonna give you some social media feedback. We're also gonna go over some cannabis stocks. Um, we're gonna go over some cannabis news developments and legislation. Um, and we're also gonna bring you some new products that was provided to you by Blunt Force, High Little Peach, Turnt DMV, and Moon Bites. These are called I... Smacksicles. So these smacksicles contain two hundred and fifty milligrams of raw THC. Um, we have all exotic flavors, five exotic flavors for you. So there's passion fruit, there is power peach, there is guava, pineapple, and mystery moon bites. So you can hit us up at Smacksicles um, or any of those Instagrams that I just listed before to get your pre-order. They don't drop until August 8th, but we wanted to make sure we give y'all a preview of those. They've sold out at um, previous pool parties that we've attended. So if you know you're having um, a party and you like to have Smacksicles featured, just let us know and we can make that happen for you. Yes. So last night the girls came over and we watched um, Beyonce's Black is King. It was basically her visual representation of the album that she did for Lion King soundtrack. So it was pretty dope. Um, and it was Lion King through her perspective. Which was fucking magical. Uh, it was I dope. I'm mad as shit. I still didn't see the new Lion King. Yeah. The new Lion King? Yeah. Really, the live action one? No, what? I didn't get to see it. I didn't see. I didn't see the live action one or the um the new animated one. Is it new? The newest animated Lion King. Well, that's what I'm talking about. The yeah, the yeah. one with Beyonce as the voice of Nyla. Yeah, and, I didn't get to see that. Yeah, I didn't get to see that, John. Yeah. Yeah, it was so good. I went to the movies to see that shit. Cause I had listened to. Yeah, I'll be on it, man. Hell yeah, I'll, listen, I'll be on it. I for listened her. to the album when it came out and yeah. was like, "Oh yeah, I gotta go see this. I gotta go see this." Like, yeah. had an album. Yeah. Yeah. If, if Beyonce is on a on a uh, uh, in a movie, bro, why yeah. wouldn't she do a whole soundtrack or something? Like, you gotta think about it. And it's Disney too. They do soundtracks. Right. Like that's what they do. Listen, she got paid like no three Beyonce times over. Fan. I appreciate her because once upon a one upon a time. I said it wrong. But I used to like her. Like Boy, what? Ruby alone? But I feel, as though, I feel as though they be treating her like a god. <laughs> She's just a yeah. regular person. She and is I a regular person, but when you see somebody take their craft into, like, it's basically, like, whoever, it's, and it was somebody like you when William Shakespeare was dropping new plays and everybody was going and see them shit. Like, that thing ain't that good. It's just a fucking play. Like, I seen a play exactly. before. Like, like, ass nigga I ain't somebody no, career. So I like Beyonce, but I'm just saying, the way they praise her, and I just be like, damn, damn. like, she, this is why she probably don't even come out to BET awards, because, like, a but nigga, she, like, you know how many she got, nigga? She but did. nah, bro. <laughs> I think she would feel like she would like to come out and just like hang out. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. But if she come out, people like yeah, overreact too much. 
Like when Chance the Rapper touched her, oh my god, Beyonce touched me. Like, what? Yeah. Come on, bro. Like <laughs> Speaking of speaking of overreacting, well not even overreacting, but speaking of wilding out. So Twitter employees actually got fired for tracking her location. So it was a third party company that was working with What Twitter. are you doing? <laughs> like, 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 Why, bro? Why are you tracking her, bro? It was a third party company that was working with Twitter and they wow. were like they used it to hack into her Twitter information to try to find her location. That is sad, bro. Like, social media is right. the devil. I don't care what nobody <laughs> say. Social media. I know it. It get people money and all that. If you really think about that, hey, look upon all your relationships in social media. Social media fuck up everything. <laughs> I'm telling you. And the girls are FBI's. They can find anything like that. Right. Oh my god, I was scrolling right. the other day. Like I was like three FBI licenses. Hey, I'm like, telling yeah. you, I was I was on Instagram the other day and I was minding my fucking business. I'm talking, about I was minding my business, just scrolling. Yeah, and I seen a picture of somebody. Right, it was their birthday, yeah. but they had this dude's elbow in it. Right. I knew his elbow and his wow. hand. You hear me? So I stopped. Like, I'm scrolling. I pass. I'm like, what's that his elbow? Back back. I, go back, I go back up to the picture. I, I zoom in and I see the rings on his finger. So I know that's him, right? Damn. So then I go to the dude's story and see that, oh, they having it the fuck up. Like, you know what I'm saying? Passing mm. out bottles and stuff. But I'm not, mm. I'm not mad. I'm not jealous. I'm not upset. Yeah. But it was just like, damn. I was able to find that without looking for it, and like I'm his glad I'm elbow, not. I'm not bruh. his elbow. His it could elbow. Be anybody wingus, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he knew who it was. I knew bruh. that elbow. <laughs> he knew who it was. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like such a. And I told my friend too. I said, "I bet you this is who I think it is." She was like, "You think so?" I was like, "Watch." And I did my. And I zoomed in, looked, went to the story. And then the first, like, I clicked, I, and I was doing this to the story, too. Mm. And then I stopped and was like, look, that's his face right there. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, on it, Slim. I'm telling you about social media. Uh-uh. Speaking Talk of social media, like, social media even, like, like, for example, what Meg Thee Stallion went through. Yeah. Like, that's something that was no. crazy. Social media took off with it in a whirlwind. But on top of it, I feel like when she broke her silence, she did not have to come out. Like, the way that she had, she was all glammed up, all jeweled up and stuff. Mm-hmm. But she was trying to get this facade of being so very strong. Yeah. And still broke down internally. It was just like, I would have rather her had come out more vulnerable. Like, you know, like, even yeah. if your hair is brushed out and your face is natural, just a little bit of gloss or whatever, like, yeah. show yeah, us that you're going right. through it. We know that you're a person. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to put on your full costume in order to, like, address the people yeah, you ain't had to get up. She can't. She a celebrity, bro. You can't not do that. Bruh, you Once you a celebrity, though, you, bro, thing, you can't do that, bro. Then she a black woman, bro. You know how many young black women look up to her. You can't be out here crying. She can't do that for her. She cried. Well, I mean, right. not even that she can't be crying because she definitely can cry. Yeah, she can it. cry. But, but I was saying that, it, and I, I wasn't upset about her crying. I was upset about the fact that she or her people around her thought that it was necessary for her to be that dolled up and that yeah, glammed like up and she that to go out and make together. A music video or something. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, like you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. wear your t-shirt and your jogging pants at. Like, wear your hoodie, you know, like, yeah. wear your ponytail and your hat and your sun. Like, like, you don't, it ain't, and it's not giving us, it's not showing us that you're weak, it's showing us that you're vulnerable and we know that you're a person. Like, you're not just Meg the Stallion. You are who you are, you know? Yeah. Just like Kanye. Like, that nigga, that nigga's 
something, something going on. I'm not going to lie, though. I actually do hope he run for president. So that's what I was about to bring up. Kanye actually hired political advisors to help him get on the ballot because he saw that with the last date, he didn't do, he didn't know what was necessary to run as an independent. I think he thought right. that he would run and then, you know, it would just get on the ballot. But I can speak as personal experience as a campaign manager. When you're running as an independent, you have to take 1% of the population, the voting population, and get that amount in signatures. So if it's 3 million people in a city, then you have to get at least like 30,000. What is 30,000? No, you have to get at least 3,000 signatures. You know? Yeah, Kanye West got that, though. That's the thing. Right, but... He yeah. has to go out there and actually yeah. solicit for those votes. And I can tell you that it's not as easy as it sounds because my yeah, team, definitely. we were set up in, we were set up at, um, and because you have to think about what's private property and where you can go and yeah. like no soliciting, things well, like that. Though. So we would go to places, <laughs> but it's though. insane, but people are, not just gonna, like, people are not just showing up in droves to sign up for yay in Wisconsin, in yeah. Yeah. Iowa. And so you, you have to go to places like, um, we went to parking lots of like, um, Grocery stores, yeah. Walmarts, or we would go to places like the subway station where we knew people were just walking and stuff. A lot of foot traffic, um, or we would go to like farmers markets and stuff that's because cool. that's he did that shit though. That's all. That's all Kanye probably used to do. She no, but not going there and just speaking. Like you have to actually because when you're telling people, they they have to put down their information. So now you have to put down your name, your address, you know yeah. what you're registered as, blah blah, this and that, blah blah. But yeah. the board of the board of elections then they go and they check to make sure that these are registered voters. So you have to do that within a timeline, and if you don't have the right strategy or the right people around you yeah. to get it done, then you know, and that's what you saw the first time he went out there and kind of just did the rally in South Carolina and kind of didn't make it onto the ballot. So was he saying anything? Because I, the last thing I heard, he said something about Harriet Tubman. Didn't free the slaves. She just took us. She made us like on the more other white people. Like what? Yeah, that was his rally in South Carolina. Like how would you? How that. you feel about that? That he said that he almost had me on the. I was almost on the scene. Well, I feel like I think Kanye's been listening to some hoteps or something, and he's trying to figure. He's trying to wrap what he's saying all the way around to that. Um, but again, if he continue to get the right amount of like the right people around him and just strategize in order to get his message together, but while he's getting his message together, he needs to get his mental together. Oh, yeah, was, he yeah, needs yeah. to be the poster for black men mental health and how someone because it's it's upsetting that someone with that many resources is not able to find the help they need. They say he don't want the help. Though. Well, that's exactly like it, it's exactly what it is. I mean, my granny used to always say, "You can't help somebody that don't want to be helped." So yeah. you can lead, or they say you can lead a horse to the water, but you can't make it drink. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he going to just stay having these crazy outbursts? You know what I'm saying? Like, these crazy-ass outbursts? I mean, I mean no, look at Donald Trump. He has mental issues, too. Right. And, and then, he needs mental help, too. About it. But they, he's he, white. He's not going nowhere. It's not he's about him public. going anywhere. It's he's about the public. fact, but it's about his actual health and about the fact that his mental health is and he's in a position of power that and it's delegating our lives. Yeah. That's a problem. Yeah. If he would have had the right help necessary, then even if he would have been in a position that he is, he would have been able to deal with it. His sporadic outbursts, his you know, his childish behavior, his the way he is acting like this country is a board game yeah. is dangerous. Hey. 
I was about to ask you, wait, who are you talking about? Trump or Kanye? <laughs> <laughs> They're one and the same at this point, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But my man told me, like, he was like, white people was born evil. Like, yeah, nah, for real. Like, they was just born really? evil. Like, they skin color, like, you see, they only, they only could turn red. Or something like that. And I, when I'm, as he talks, I'm listening ho- to him. That's I'm very like, hotepish. I'm, but I'm just like it sound. It sound like yeah. And then like think about Nick Cannon. What Nick Cannon everything said, Nick though, Cannon said, said was, was true. true. It was hundred percent true. Like they 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 hang us. They had parties for hanging us. They did like how they, they the way they used to kill us, torture us. Who would put somebody that. on two horses connected to two horses? And quartering, like quartering people. Like how it was four that? horses. It wasn't just your arms. It was, Tie your arms and your legs. And rip your yeah, shit all apart. four, and the you only thing that be left is your torso. The Romans did that. I was gonna say, and that's what you asked. I was gonna say, you asked who do that. The Romans used to do that, guess or what, you know, the Greeks, the Greeks used to do white. But see, man, and then and you gotta think about it's not all white people though. I'm not gonna say that because a lot of people, a lot of white people, are kind and they do have good <laughs> hearts. You know, I fuck with white people. <laughs> I fuck with white people. Some, um, it's some of them, some It's some good ones. Out a lot there. of white people are very barbaric. It's okay. So <laughs> this is now. This is what I learned in in um at Howard, and this is what Doctor Hamilton. Rest in peace to Doctor Hamilton. He was a great African American studies teacher. He also taught me African American literature at Howard, like in the, around 2012 or so. Um, but he said that there was three types of white people that could participate in racism and i think about it as a treadmill or i think about life or racism as a treadmill and he says there's the person that's stationary and they're not doing anything but they're still moving along and they're able to gain you know access through this systematic you know oppression he's like and then there is the person who is running with the treadmill so they are full-on races like tiki torch carrying like my granddad was in the kkk i'm a <laughs> sheriff like i'm doing this you know that's crazy. not saying that every sheriff is you know that ran with kkk but you know what i'm just saying but then there is the ones who are on this treadmill who are running backwards who are trying to combat the racism that they're around who are you know speaking out for african-americans who are you know who are doing something and so that's what we have to understand just like there's no monolithic black person there's no monolithic white person so we can't just you know condemn and bash and be upset with all of them for the faults of what their ancestors have done but we can hold them accountable for what their actions are doing right now and how it's contributing to the overall society, you know? Yeah. Definitely. So. But I was watching uh, something yesterday on Facebook, and it was about, like, how this dude changed, like, he changed, like, the KKK, some KKK members' mind of, like, how, like, how, like, society look at black people. And they realized, like, took their little capes or aprons or whatever and gave it to them, and it was like, I don't want to be a part of it no more. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... They, I think they know what's wrong out there, but they don't care nah, though. White people definitely know. They know they wrong. wrong, but they don't care. Like all they do is just take, take, take. And that shit start young, bro. That's why I say racism. Racism is taught. Racism. It's is, definitely taught. It's hereditary. 
Because you growing up as a kid, you see the first black person you ever seen in your life. You probably, probably like what, five, seven? Yeah. White, little white boy. He sees his parents talking about nigga this, nigga that. Woo, woo, nigga, nigga, nigga. Then he going to think that shit going to be normalized to him. You know, he gonna, that's going to be a, a, a regular thing for him. And this, he gonna teach that shit to his kids. Yeah. They kids gonna teach it to they kids. And then now we in the era where we at, and it's like, like some, some, I don't know. And I can't even say it's hidden racism because niggas is out here. Niggas, is, white it people used are to be. It used to be covert. With. It used to be like it was like, you know, hidden. And now it's like it's. It's been a resurgence of it. It's been like a oh, let us you know rebrand what yeah. what racism looks like. So that's why it's like we're rebranding what revolutionary or what you know the renaissance of black people. So like how people are supporting black businesses now. Yeah. How people are only like wanting black creators. They only want one. You know, it's just it's just a new renaissance. But we also have to make sure. That we're not just telling the story. Because I think that what people don't realize is when African Americans tell a story or when they put their hands on something, it's a universal outlook. Everybody can identify what it is that we're saying, no matter what your race is, no matter what your age is, no matter where you come from, geographically. Like, everybody know black struggle. Or a black story. But my man Bill Nye the Science Guy said. Bill Nye the Science <laughs> Guy. Yeah. Okay. Said we are all one species. <laughs> he, he broke it down he, for him. He one whole species. He said, Y'all too complex out here. Let me break it down to y'all. <laughs> he one whole species. But it's just like, I realize be like, white people just anything. But then I be looking like, like I'm going to say like Hispanics. It's some, it's some good ones out there. Like, it's some real cool ones out there. And then there's some that hate us. Like... Well, hate is just the Hate is just something that just can't... You can't put a label on hate. Hate is hate. Mm-hmm. You understand? But why like, hate us, though? What we do? We don't... I we, feel like... We actually... But I'm saying... That's what I'm saying. Hate itself is just hate. It's yeah. evil and it's... Un- so you can't justify hate. Because yeah, it don't need... It's hate. no justification for hate. Hate is needed in this world. I feel like a a, a a certain amount is needed. If you don't hate, then I feel like you're not really going to have that motor well. I'm not saying all people think like this, but me personally, if I have nobody hating on me or no hate towards me, it's not going to motivate me to do even better. You feel me? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A lot of people, they, they get somewhere... And it's like, oh damn, I'm here. Saying nobody's looking at me. It's just me. Somebody right there hating on you, or somebody like they showing some type of envy or jealousy towards you. I don't know. Like I said, for me, it's gonna push me to get a little more. Or I'm saying, I guess that's probably the Leo with me or something. Get up a little bit more. (laughs) Crazy man. So. Dictator. Running back to like, you know, ancient Egyptians and just stuff like that, it was basically discovered by scientists that it's possible ancient Egyptians used cannabis. Um, 
So that was something that was uncovered a couple of, I think a couple of months ago. Um, they were talking about how the pyramid text mentioned it in the actual text and called it, um, I think, shish meat, which was a plant that came from, that you can make ropes from. Mm-hmm. Sound like hemp. Right. So if you think about what hemp is, whatever. So some scientists are trying to like exclude that, um, but then sometimes it's are. But then they also found physical traces, um, like ashes, of cannabis. Yeah. So I definitely believe that. you gotta be high to make some shit like that. <laughs> and but the pyramids, and then the nigga, the, uh, I don't know what it's called, but the lion with the with they the. They said they use opium, um, crushed insects, honey. Yeah, niggas was mixing that shit up. <laughs> niggas was high shit. But then on top of that, you know, you want to guess who the real plug was back then, though? The women. Because the women were the medicine people. Mm -hmm. So they were the ones who used to go to. Hell yeah, this is a herb. He's like, I got that (laughs) Zah. Nah, she was like, I got that She was like, I got that (laughs) Zah. Had niggas out there building pyramids. Do you believe in reincarnation? (laughs) Reincarnation? Mm Um, hell yeah. Sure. Oh, you believe you were somebody else before you, you was Lucy? I believe, yeah. I believe I was Lucy. <laughs> before, no. Stay I true. definitely believe I, um, I believe, not yeah. even I believe I was somebody else. I do believe that our ancestors lived through us. So, not just that I believe I was someone else. I think that the spirits of those who have lived before do live through me. Yeah. Um, Feel like my great grandma would live through me. Yeah, like I know my ancestors are guiding me, and because I'm I'm doing some of the same th- things that they were doing, like I'm moving in some of the same ways that they were. Um, but I'm doing it my way, you know. So it got to be something. It's definitely something out here. Um, but guess what? On Thursday, the House Representatives Congress came through. Gang, 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 gang. They came through with an amendment to this new spending bill that um, is going to protect state legal marijuana businesses from the Department of Justice. So DOJ oh, yeah. cannot fuck with no states uh, and they yeah. business in cannabis. They need no a more free. Rates. They need to free all the people that's locked up for drug charges. Marijuana, marijuana, marijuana. Yeah, I'm about to say you because got it's not. It's not. It, it's hey, not. Corpus, they definitely need to go back. And um, release those people because they're making millions of dollars off of it. That's what I'm saying, yeah. but guess who's selling it though? White people. Not even just That's white why. people. No, no, no. Okay, so the on the one podcast before we talked about how the DEA is basically trying to be the main and sole distributor of cannabis and stuff in the country. But my whole issue with it is, on top of these, you know, I'm seeing whitewashed businesses with cannabis. Oh. With cannabis, that's right. Ping pong in the jail. <laughs> what you mean? He tried to pass it to you. He tried to pass it oh, to nah. you. We just gave you a tax on it. But um, on top on top of them, basically, I felt like it. That's why I actually got into the black market of cannabis yeah. and stepped away from the actual legal side of it because I was upset that I didn't see them 
going into the same communities where they were so pressed to have task force and lock people up for it. I didn't see them going into the same communities with loans and grants and saying, here's a $250,000 business grant, or here is, you know, a business grant to get you started so you can start your own dispensary. Yeah. Like, they haven't gone to any of these, you know, black people and made reparations for what it is they've done to our community, whether it was break our families up, whether it was to lock people up, because the only thing that our black man was doing was using it as an economic stimulus to boost them in a way that there was a resource missing in their community. Right. And, and, uh, like, again, OGs back then, when they was doing all that, you know, doing the hustling, they was giving back to the community. They was throwing block parties. They was giving out book bags. You know what they did? Well, Took their property. That too. Yeah, they definitely was buying property. They definitely was owning stuff. And that was part of the reason that, you know, that raised flags with the government on... You know who was buying these properties? Why they was able to seize them so easily? Because he was making that money. they was making bread, and they felt like it was in an illegitimate way that they, they was making this get, money. The government wasn't getting. And they wasn't getting their cut. The government don't get their cut. That shit shut down. But then that's crazy. You seen that? You seen that show Snowfall? So I ain't see the whole thing, but the plot of it. He 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 like started the crack game or whatever. It was based off uh, Freeway Ricky, like um, Rick Ross. Yeah. Oh, you talking about? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, not not for the, real. The, not, no, not the real, not Rick yeah. Ross, but the but real Rick Ross. But Freeway Ricky, yeah, Freeway Ricky and his um, association with the C- CIA and the DEA. Mm. That's what that is based off of. So he he was a snitch. Or Man. was he paying them off or working with them? Or like he was like I ain't even watched the giant. But cause you know like you know in the movies, you know, people like they had police like no, there's like a documentary they, on they I'm not gonna tell you the like cause that's a really good documentary on um on him. So I will let y'all watch it. Um it's really good. So do look it up. And I know yeah. it's easy to find, like it's on YouTube type shit. So what? um the documentary of Freeway Freeway Ricky Williams. Yeah. He's from California, young dude. Um, it's. I mean, it's interesting because he, that's exactly what he was doing. He was building his community while using something that the government had gave him, um, you know, as a weapon against our own community. And he was, you know, weaponized himself. But then when they saw that, you know, it had to come to an end because of the influx of it, they had to have a fall person. Yeah. Just like Noriega. Of course he If you look at the story of Noriega, you know, he was working with Bush. And he was working with Bush when Bush was the head of the FBI. And they were trying to build the, the Panama Canal. And was it DEA? He was head of DEA. I'm not sure which one. But he was head of one of these government agencies. And him and Noriega had a treaty in order to build um, the canal so that the boats and stuff could come around. Yeah. But then, you know, drug traffickers started using it in order to get it because it was through yeah. Central America. And it was at the point where right through South America could they get their drugs up. So when they felt Noriega got too big and he was running his own country because he was the head of the military at the time and he yeah, became yeah. the president. Where's Noriega from? Noriega's from Nicaragua. I was thinking that. What is that? Central America. Yeah. No, no, it's not. No, it's, it's Panama. Central no, I'm sorry. Not Nicaragua. It's Panama. Panama. Okay. Because it was the Panama Canal. But um, he was the head of the military at the time. And he moved his way up. And he was a, he was actually a half-breed. He was a half-breed between one of the natives and a white man. 
and he moved his way up through the ranks and ended up becoming the head of the military. And then from being head of the military, once he got that backing from the United States, he became the president. And they didn't like the power that he had because then the cartels started moving their drugs through him. And the United States couldn't control him because, again, if the government can't get their tax, what they going to yeah. do? They're going to run down on your ass. And that's fucked up, So bro. they got him on war. They got him on some shit. And then they end up making him, in turn, snitch. I mean, he snitched and said that Bush was, you know, the one that helped him. So they kept him down. Um, they kept him down at the little base that they have. The Guantanamo Bay. Guantanamo Bay. Yep. He was a terrorist for that shit? Nah, but it's only, it's I thought only terrorists War crimes, bro. That's fucked up. How long, hey, how long you stay locked up for war crimes? Nigga, until they probably kill you or let your ass Until they go feel like it. Shit. Right, know, until they negotiate a better deal for you because they're doing some other shit. Nigga, all that shit is off record. All that shit is off record. But it's fucked up because I think America is the only the only country, bro. Mm-hmm. They hop at other people's shit. Mm-hmm. How somebody down here... Okay, I can understand if niggas having some type of crazy ass dictatorship or something but nigga if he the president his people eating I don't I don't really know Noriega's situation like that but if if his country was good for the most part okay he pushed the drugs but that's his country but he was a, they it was because he started attacking okay so the journalist was basically starting to discover what he was doing and so he was starting to use the military to attack his own citizens yeah. okay okay see now I see that's that's probably some more dictate he's leading more to a dictatorship but at the same time we still minding everybody we are the we are number shit. one but at the same time like you say we mind everybody else's business but what if somebody was to come to us and say hold on america you guys actually have 25 percent of the world's population in jail you feel me? Like, you have the largest jail population of any other nation. And we feel that you are discriminating against people that you're locked up. And we're going to hold you on war crimes. America going to all-out war against whoever tried to step right, to us. Right, But ain't nobody going to step to us. You know why? Because they're scared of us. Exactly. America got the I think strongest, the only people that's not scared of us is China. And I swear to God, I swear to God, I know they got some up their sleeve. They chilling. They letting Donald they Trump. China, North Korea, it. Russia, all of them. Are they chilling. already released it, bro. They, Japan, they, all of them. They all they all are not fucking with us. Now just think about that one day. And they make all of our stuff. And then you think about it. They're like 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 how America just shut down the consulates in Houston for China because they're like, oh, China's spying on us and stuff. China makes all of your shit. Exactly. Japan makes all of your shit. So you don't make any of your through. things. Your 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 hackers are so much behind. Like the population, ninety nine percent of the population in like these countries, these Asian countries, use technology. Right. So when you're talking about a hacker and stuff, their regular people know how to hack our regular shit. Like oh, bullshit. Like and then that's the whole kill. The world put America portrays a lot of the rest of the world as poor as shit. Like, dirt poor. Or if they're not poor, they portray them as bad people. Right. But the whole time, like, these countries be beautiful, like, the most beautiful places on Advanced Earth. Advanced as hell. And, like, people, real, like, a, a, a 13, 13, 15 year old little boy would be on a laptop or a computer. He probably don't have a laptop. He'd be on a desktop or something. He on a black market. Looking up whatever the hell he want, doing whatever he the hell he want, 
You ask me about the black market. I'm 21 years old. You ask me about the black market. I'm going to be like, nigga, how you get to that? Let me know. But... So, I want to go to Japan though. I heard Japan futuristic as shit. It's beautiful. Yeah. I heard it is like so advanced. It's clean as fuck. Like I definitely want to go to Japan. They My friend went. A big ass uh, uh, Godzilla statue. But that's what I'm saying. I look at the statues that you know, like we built in ancient times, and I built. Think about all that stuff, and think about how like United States have these things that we consider like you know places to go and like monuments and stuff, and it's like. It's nothing compared to the rest of the world. Right. You know? But see, Japan, what I heard, they got, like, anime shit all over. Like, they got one piece, like, one piece on Ruto, like, statues everywhere. And, like, it ain't, it, it ain't like they praising them or nothing, like, they gods or nothing, but... They understand that what it's influenced for yeah, their culture. That's, that's their big yeah. influence. They know that that gave them worldwide, you know, population or worldwide recognition, you know? But see, they... they, they they fun with their country. I, I feel as though our country is just fucked up. No, no, no. I don't agree with a lot of shit that, they that do, China got going on nah, over there. I, I, that's what I don't I mean. ain't going to. No. But there's a, a lot of crazy though. shit going on That's why it's like you have to look at the good and the bad. Like America does give us some rights and some leeway. Yeah. It's just that that's why you look at so many foreign people. When they come to this country, they're able to take advantage of what it is that we have better than we are as natives because they know what they don't have over there whereas we take it for granted mm-hmm. you know we oh, take yeah, it for I granted that, yeah. it's you like know? it's like in america as a black man yeah you gotta worry about like the police you know dying every day in the hood shit like that but i would rather be over here than over there whereas my parents only had one child Unless it's a unless they be twins or something. They shit. stopped that law a while you ago. They stopped it. Yeah, like 2015. Oh, God damn! Thank God. <laughs> well, damn. But yeah. that's just still crazy though, bro. Because it's like over there, you don't got a chance to get away. Like they they know exactly like as soon as you born, like yeah, we you gotta sign your name on your birth certificate, all that shit. But it's like <sighs> they know exactly who you are, like where you are here. You can get away from like the feds pull you over. Nigga, you can get away. Some, you can go on a run or something. You can't do that shit over there. I feel like they just, I don't know. Why just, can't you do that shit over there? I don't know, you bro. You in the woods and all that other shit. Like, you can go. The digital tracking is, like, way more intense. I feel like, bro. yeah, that shit is way, bro. China's way more advanced than America, bro. Hell yeah. Oh, no. Oh, you said child shit. They probably got Sentinel robots and right, bro. shit like, like that. Niggas are already, they already born with GPSs like shit, bro. Come on, bro. So, um, I'm going to so go ahead and move on to the cannabis stocks um, or finance part of this session. Um, Cure Leaf Holdings, a Massachusetts company that grows, processes, and sells cannabis through dispensaries in 18 states. Last week, they bought the Chicago Cannabis Cultivator and Retailer Grassroots for $830 million. So, this makes Cure Leaf the Biggest cannabis company globally by sales. Um, this year, they're basically expected to make a billion dollars. Um, so, yeah, look out for Cure Leaf. They're going to be bussing, booming, and bucking. So, I'm definitely going to, if you want to look at that on the stock market ticker, it is C U R L F. Definitely put your money where your mouth is. If you did not invest $10,000 in Kodak last week, you lost out on becoming a billionaire. Dang. 
They said that after Kodak got a $730 million loan to develop some type of um, elements for scientific, I mean, research for, I think, uh, cancer or something like that. Um, I know I met one of the doctors who used to be a scientist for Kodak, and he was super fucking smart. He was like a super genius. He basically was talking about some of the things that he worked with Kodak helped um, NASA make it to space. Um, so Kodak is not just a picture people. They are definitely yeah, I was definitely in about to ask you. You talking about the same Kodak? Yeah, like, yeah. Like a photo of Kodak? Yeah. He was a scientist for Kodak and he said that instead of like he he used to de- like he basically came up with the formula that you use to develop film. Mm-hmm. And he was saying that because like he worked for Kodak for 40 years. Do you really believe the earth is round? <laughs> like nah, nah, like, like no bullshit. Nah, because he was talking about. She just said something about NASA and stuff like that. Yeah, so I'm really like, nah, I don't some, it's some the gas, shit, some, gas. some man and woman shit. Oh, do you really believe that the you by Earth is round? Platinum. Do you really believe a man really I went to the moon and said, "Not bubble. I'm here." Not OG. Platinum. Like people was like saying that's a hoax and all that. Like, do you believe that? You right here promoting. Man, the man, the world. He the weed because he feel like you so high. He said this is not Bubba. <laughs> I'm dead serious. Nah, nah, nah. Cause niggas be, I be like, niggas be like, what kind of gas you got, bro? I'm like, oh, got some platinum, you know? Niggas be like, oh, it's some Bubba, some OG. No, it's just platinum. I say platinum Bubba, platinum OG. This is just platinum. <laughs> Definitely no yes. skinny. So, yes. um, Oprah gave up her cover for one of the first times in like twenty mm. some years to Breonna Taylor. Um, she discussed it with her mom and told her that she was going to give her her cover. So I think that's pretty dope. Shout out to Oprah, and I think this is a perfect time to arrest the killers of Breonna Taylor. If you'd like to uh, down go in Kentucky, go get their ass. You know who they are. The FBI is doing an investigation right now into it. You know, don't know why they acting like they don't know who it is. We, we know. know who it is. Y'all know who it is. They know who it is. Them niggas are chilling on a the beach. Yeah, they man. are chilling. They are chilling, man. That shit no crazy. crazy. They protecting their ass. Y'all seen when they killed? When they killed? I don't man, think none but... of them police locked up. I don't think none of them. Bruh, I really they don't. Out I don't either. I'm not gonna they ask out here cooling. None of them. They think they locked up. They locked up and said, "Hey, go ahead, take it off. Go ahead home." But they was protecting that man's house, right? But he wasn't even supposed to be in there. And then the people that was out there, because I like some of my classmates from Howard University. You know, they gonna hold it down. They were out there and they were protesting. And one of the chances I like was like. We don't see no riot here, so why are you in riot gear? Like, the man. police was dead yeah. ass in, like, militarized gear. Like, man, they, they fighting, man. But they, they doing it on purpose, it, though. Yeah, it's, it's tactics. They, they, they prepare for riot gear, and then they incite the riot. Yeah. It's just that. Nigga, you, niggas out here speaking, using their freedom of speech. And you gonna throw a flashbang in the middle of for what? Yeah, we was down there. Put niggas out there talking. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing loud. Boom! I'm like, I'm thinking. Only time I heard a flashbang was in Call of Duty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they've been on some real wild, crazy shit. Uh, I'm telling you, it's either gonna be it's gonna be a certain other civil war. China gonna come over here and do something. 
And you know what I'm gonna do? I hope that they just spare the black people, honestly. Like us and the They don't need our some of them don't even fuck with us over the time. I seen the video. No, we don't do nothing though, God knows when we but, even influence their culture, like we influence you know? all they we influence their fucking their clothes, we influence their fucking music. Like they need to stop playing with us. Like I'm to tell you why that don't matter. Because back in the day, we were still fighting for this country. We was fighting for a country we wasn't even free in. Yeah, we we we, we killed them. We was going we against them. every anybody. They say that's the enemy. Go shoot them. We well, went and go because shot. we also because also we thought that us fighting for the freedom of America would give us some type of freedom when we got home. That's why the veterans, with the black veterans especially, when they came home, were so fucked up because mm-hmm. they were upset with not only that they were fighting people across the world for a country that it gave no fucks about them, but on top of that. When they went to these countries, these countries treated them better than the country that they were fighting for. Oh, you know, so they were like, "Hold up, like, like they, we we was going over there. They was over there, like, why you fighting for them? Like, they they had broadcast saying, why you fighting for these white people? They don't give a fuck about you.' Yeah, I like, seen that in the movie Dead President. They was like, "Niggas, that's not y'all fight." Which is true. <laughs> Which is true. I mean, they said nothing wrong, but the nigga part. That was the only wrong part. They said nigga. But it but wasn't our fight. that's what they know fight. us by because of the white people. But yeah, that's I'm just saying. That's what we portrayed as. We, I like Chinese people, actually. I like Japanese right, I people. I love their culture. Samurais, I like their culture. all that shit. Anime, that all shit. that. And then, like you said, we influenced them. They influenced us. They gave us something. We gave them something. You feel what I'm saying? <clears throat> so I don't even feel as though we should be beefing. I know we did, we did, we shed, we shed blood, uh, blood. Y'all killed us too, though. You feel what I'm saying? So I feel as though y'all come over again. It wasn't even Chinese, though. That was the Japanese. Yeah, that was the Japanese. We fought the Vietnamese over there. So the Chinese never did nothing really to us. I think because China. Not yet. China's really. They already here, though. Because here's the thing about China. China thinks in dynasties. China don't look at stuff as far as administrations. China yeah. builds dynasties, and so it's about the fact that they've been building Africa, the fact that they've been building relations with Russia, because they're looking at what the mainland of what they're attached to and what yeah. they're trying to encompass in their dynasty. Yeah. That's why they were so build, big on rebuilding the Silk Road. The Silk Road was the oldest trade route in the world. It connected China to India to Africa. So they traded spices and silks and in yeah. jewels and gold yeah, and all type of stuff. Yeah. It demolished over the last, you know, a couple of hundred thousand years. Okay, fine. But they've been rebuilding it lately. Yeah. Shit. Over the last like ten years. Oh, yeah. But this this silk route is even better because this silk route goes it has two legs. When I first discovered it in 2012, I thought it was amazing because I knew that nobody was seeing what I was seeing. This silk route was rebuilt through China, India, encompassing the Middle Easterns and going on to Africa and stuff. Because when I say rebuilding, I mean they're building infrastructure, technology, they're bringing in hospitals, they're bringing in, you know, education. But they're also building out towards the north. So they're going through Russia, and they're going and connecting all that top part of Asia too. So when you take that into consideration, so when you take that into consideration, I look at how the you last the last leg of this Silk Route is going to be 
to connect the Russia part to Africa, which will go through all of the European countries. The European countries are our allies, which means that they will have to defeat us first. That will encompass that entire area throughout their civil war. If they got, if that's why I'm like, yo, they've been doing this shit for the last ten years at least. If all that shit come together, do you think America's gonna be able to stop them? If America can't stop them, them now. Say that, right now, you still got remember we got dudes. I feel we like America, America, country our country has one of the best military forces in the world. We have one of the best the military best. we have the best military forces in the world. We spend more money than anybody else. Yeah. When it comes down to it, we will fuck shit up without mercy though. We will just destroy everything. And it won't wild. be and, and it won't be and it, that's what I'm saying, but that's not a military strategy. It's not actually fighting. It's not actually going to war. It's not actually looking and nah, seeing your resources. Niggas, it's just basically obliterating everything. Yeah. And that's something that's so inhumane that kind of scares me. Because that's what I'm saying. Because how, how can you come back us. from that? How can the, That's what I'm saying. How can the rest of the world, like when we did that to Japan, how can the rest of the world look at us? And that was what, only 50 Don't to 60 years ago? So why do you think the rest of the world is looking at us like they're looking at us? But you look at how Japan came back like that. Japan came back like that. They flipped that fucking shit like nothing. And that's what you call a bounce back. Yeah. And, hey, one thing about them, they, they could build. They built a hospital. I think something like a hospital blew up or it got demolished. They built a hospital in a day. Matter of fact, so many people, bro. It was Corona. The Corona started. They built a hospital in a day. It took them to build Minnesota Avenue three years. <laughs> longer than three years, bro. Right, longer than three years. It's been like years. five. It Is it done long. yet? It's no, done. done I, mean, I heard it's done. I okay. heard it's done. It's done now. But I'm saying. Took them. Took them. It took Japan to decades. build a hospital. We talking about a hospital. Think about Children Hospital on George by uh, George by George Avenue. Dang. That's a big ass hospital. Japan built their hospital in a day. There's so many, bro. There's so many. It's too a many road, people, bro. A road, Minnesota. It took them five years, bro. Five years of. <laughs> so I thank y'all for coming through to this podcast. I mean, y'all have been dope as hell. Y'all have held it down. Hey, thank you for having us. This is my first podcast. First podcast. I wanted to do my own podcast. Yeah. This shit I need to do. Yeah, I mean, you know, I feel like there's a lot of things that you know you can touch on in different topics and stuff, but we move through it pretty swiftly and um, as long as you just continue to have like you know courage to go out there and know that what you have to say people want to listen to you know because especially you guys like I feel like you gave us good insight like I talk about a lot of stuff but I can't give insight to what black men think the way black men can you know I can't give insight to what DC is to someone that grew up in DC yeah I can't give insight to, you know, a lot of shit, but I can only, you know, help guide those conversations. So, you know, y'all can continue to stop through if you like and do more episodes and come fuck with me. Cause definitely. Yeah, really y'all definitely. can check us out, The Blunt Force, um, on Instagram at T-H-E underscore Blunt Force. Um, we'll also be on Spotify and Apple. Uh, check us out for this episode. Thanks for tuning in with us. Bye.